Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad, if it was a leg, no dog would ever, ever hump it. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. And on this week's episode in uh, Pipe Parts, we've got a uh, visit with Jeremy Reeves. And then my guest this week is from uh, CigarWorld.de. It's Christian Propes. And what a fun time I had getting to talk to him and hearing some stuff after we were done recording. But you don't get to hear that stuff, so haha. Uh, and then we've got the, all the usuals music, mailbag, and a rant. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, JDRF auction items, let me remind you right now thank you very much to everybody, and of course to the pipe stud Steve Fallon. The tobacco sold on Saturday in one shot, everything $700. So just an amazing, amazing amount. Uh, thank you to those that donated and to uh, and to Steve Fallon. And at the time that we're recording right now, there are the pipes and the uh, accessories, including a J.T. Cook pipe, a Brad Pullman pipe, uh, the brand new unsmoked Robert Vacher Laughing Moon pipe, the uh, the pipe from Adam Sheehan, and uh, the Lone Star Briarworks Mark Dominguez pipe, all up for auction on uh, Pipe Studs eBay store and go check those out. Uh, and the uh, the spoons from uh, Steve Davenport are there, as well as a fun assortment of um, beaten up pipes and parts and pieces that um, I had a good time unpacking that. I got to say, I did. And, uh, the, you know, it'd be great for somebody to learn how to restore pipes and play around with stuff. Uh, all those are up for auction. Those are all ending this Saturday on pipestud.com. And uh, if uh, Kevin will put a link to the uh, walk page for uh, where if you want to go and donate directly and just do a cash donation, uh, that link will be in the show description below. And I'll make sure and uh, promote it again on my uh, Facebook page. So uh, plenty of ways to help out. Thank you again to everybody, and uh, I'm bidding on one or two of those pipes. I'm not telling you which ones, but uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, they end on Saturday, so do go check those uh, check those out. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. Excuse me, Mr. Collins, but the show is starting. They, they need you on stage. Just one minute there, Charlie. I'm placing a bid for this great item on 10bids.com. Ever heard of them? Oh, sure. The Pipe Collector's Auction site. Well, I just sold some nice things on there myself. Say, you don't see much of that anymore. Yes, you sure don't, Charlie. But 10bids.com sure has it. They have vintage and luxury tobaccos, pipes... Accessories? You name it. Tom, baby, we need you on stage. Okay, Ed. Uh, Charlie, take over for me, would you please? You got it, boss. Visit tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and sign up for free today. Hey, uh, Mr. Collins, you won! (laughs) 
Missouri Meerschaum Company has been continuously handcrafting authentic corncob pipes in the USA for over 150 years. They carry over 55 styles of cool smoking corncob pipes, colonial area clay pipes, and affordable hardwood pipes. From exciting new pipe and tobacco releases to accessories and more, Missouri Meerschaum Company is a must-see at www.corncobpipe.com. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us is the head blender of Cornell and Deal Pipe Tobacco, Jeremy Reeves. Jeremy, welcome back to the show. Brian, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to join you for these things. Yeah, in all truth, it's been a while since we've done this because we do a bunch at once. But uh, uh, so I'm interested. You just got back from the PCA last week. So for this for this week's question for the head blender is um, uh, how was the uh, how was the trade show and what new stuff have you introduced in the last couple of months? Because I don't think I've seen you since Chicago. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. So let's see here. Um, PCA was great. Uh, that that is always a it's always a good time, and it's always you know really beneficial to just kind of be able to have all of the folks that are involved in various different parts of the premium tobacco uh, industry together under one roof. Uh, lots of cool conversations. Lots of interesting. Uh, you know, collaborations and opportunities that come up, you know, that's where, that's where we kind of, you know, have a chance to touch base with all, all of the different manufacturers that we have different dealings with and, uh, you know, some, some sourcing leaf and things like that, that takes place in trade shows like that. So it's really, it's really a valuable and useful time. And I'm always glad that I went. So you're doing more than just standing there answering the questions that the salespeople don't know how to answer? <laughs> our, our sales folks at LDG are very, very well versed in our product. Um, you know, there are questions that they'll get that uh, I will end up fielding, but a lot of times I'm not standing right there at the time that those questions come to us. So uh, a lot of times it's like, oh, hey, I just talked to so-and-so. And, you know, they were asking me, you know, this or that production question and i told them i would run it by you and so then i kind of give my answer and then the rep either follows up with the customer or if it's somebody that that i know uh maybe i'll reach out to them but uh for the most part uh myself and shane ireland and, and sykes wilford and others that are that are at the show are kind of not stationed at our booth but rather moving moving around in other parts of the show floor so you've also got maybe some uh, wholesale clients, well, or some private label clients that are there that you're going to set time aside to meet with, and yes, that's correct. Yeah, so you're yeah. so you're not just standing in the corner going, "Here's the head blender, ask him what he wants to know." Yeah, nope. Um, we also we also do uh, you know a fair amount of a fair amount of business overseas, and a lot of the distributors that we that we do those sorts of things through will also be at the show so you know meeting with folks from uh malaysia for example wow. or uh, or uh in in germany or you know from from wherever that uh we've got distribution deals working on dang 
all right so yeah not just prop him in the corner and, and tell him parik is good right <laughs> yeah we, we love parik um, so what what's uh what's new on the uh, in the uh, cornell and deal world or the glp's world or the whatever world what what have you been up to uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on, uh, the timeline, uh, for the entire time since the last time we spoke, yeah. but, um, let's see this year we've done, we did folklore. Um, we are working on a new limited edition thing for, uh, for Warped that will be uh, an exclusive uh, Smoking Pipes run, um, and it's coming out fairly soon here. Uh, we're in the process of uh, uh, rolling out Sunbear for this year. That's been something that we've been working on for the past uh, month and a half uh, or so, getting all that together. So I'm really excited about this one, um, and we will be officially announcing it. It's it's pretty cool what we've got going on. Um, so we'll be announcing that officially here in the next like week or so. Um, let's see. What else have we done? Uh, we did. What, with the sun bear, does that mean that you've been out playing with the beehives? Um, so the, the, the beekeepers that we purchased, the, that we sourced the honey from for this one uh, are in Northern Florida. So, soon soon on the heels of of you airing this uh we'll have made this more official but uh tupelo tupelo honey Ooh. Uh, from northern florida so yeah uh, one of the one of the rarest honeys in the world um is is featured on this year's edition of sunbear so how does that uh, educate me a little bit uh, I'm assuming that the honey is going to be slightly different based off of whatever plants were nearby when the bees were wandering around to go get their little nectars. That's correct. So uh, what we've done, uh, you know, the first time we did Sunbear, uh, it was using honey that uh, was produced by the bees that, that my girlfriend Hillary and I keep on our property. And so we... Uh, we have a, a big garden and a bunch of different kinds of flowers and a bunch of different kinds of plants growing uh, on our property. And then there's farming going on all around us. So all sorts of all sorts of stuff for the bees to to go and, and harvest nectar from. Um, our honey tends to be, uh, interestingly enough, uh, a little spicy. Um, because we always grow a rather large plot of very, very hot peppers. And so the first year that we, that we did Sunbear, uh, the idea really came from using, you know, we use, we use honey and casing on a few different things. And the idea came, what if, what if we used honey sourced from, from our bees uh, to, to treat a, a particular blend. And so I, I, kind of crafted a blend that uh ended up being the the base product the base tobaccos for sunbear um to kind of work with this this flavor profile but uh when it became clear after the first iteration that 
we definitely wanted to do this again. There was definitely a lot of interest and people really enjoyed it, but that meant we were going to need to make a larger quantity. We couldn't supply the quantity of, of honey necessary to do the larger batch. So I started looking around um, to try and figure out, you know, how do you, how do you track down, <laughs> how do you track down an apiary uh, to, to get, you know, sort of single, single source varietal honeys um, that, that would be interesting. And uh, I didn't have to go anywhere. It fell in my lap. Um, a guy by the name of Victor Seastead uh, contacted us uh, after the, the first release of Sunbear and was like, I love Sunbear and I love what you're doing with the honey. And like, uh, it's really cool that, that you kind of talked so much about beekeeping and about how all this works. And uh, I'm a beekeeper and I've been a long time Cornell and Deal uh, customer <laughs> from way back, you know, with Craig and Patty. And uh, he's like, you know, I've got a lot of a lot of hives in a couple of different locations in in the area of, of Maryland where I live. And in particular, we've got access to one very, very special, unique variety of honey that uh, is is black locust honey. It's produced from the locust flower bloom, which is like a six to 10 day bloom. So there are so many of these white locust, or I mean, black locust trees uh, clustered around where he has some of his hives located that he's able to, during that, during that time of the bloom, he's able to kind of isolate the honey that is being made specifically from the honey, from the bees, harvesting nectar from just yeah. that plant, just those flowers. Um, and so we got a sample from him and tried it and it was, it was excellent. It was, it was different from the, uh, from the first batch uh, with, with our honey. Our honey tends to be, like I said, a little spicy. It's very dark. It's very thick. Um, it has a really, really dense, bold flavor. Uh, the black locust honey um, has a, uh, a thinner body to it and is very, very delicate, very, very pale in color um, and has uh, more of like a lemony kind of, kind of note to it. And it worked beautifully with the blend. Um, it just kind of created a little bit of a different, a different character. Um, and so we did that. And then last year was our 30th anniversary. <laughs> Um, and so in honor of 30 years of Cornell and Deal and, uh, in, in sort of hearkening back to our time in Morganton, we got in touch with a, a beekeeper in the Morganton area that had a blackberry, uh, honey. This is not honey that has blackberries in it. It's honey that is produced specifically from the pollination of blackberry plants. Um, and he also had a, uh, a wildflower honey that was that he had some some hives that were out in the middle of sort of these vast uh, uh, fields where there was lots of different wildflowers growing. And so we used honey that was produced from blackberry pollination and honey that was produced from wildflower pollination and did an iteration of, of sunbear using those. Uh, 
and it brought forth you know more of the fruity characteristics huh. of of the tobacco and uh, and really focused even more on the floral elements of uh, the orientals that are that are used in the blend and uh, the bright virginia has a little bit of a floral element to it as well so um, so yeah, each year we've done this, we've kind of changed the honey and the re the rest of the blend has remained the same. Um, so it's just, it's just the types of honey that we're using that is really making the difference. Wow. So we got that to look forward to. And then, uh, of course we'll have you back on for more, ask the, uh, ask the blender questions. Uh, good to catch up with you and, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. And we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> This is Internet Radio. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then, we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888 888- Three six six zero three four five. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us from Germany is a a person whose uh, job is pipes and tobacco category manager for Cigar World in Germany. And I'm very jealous and envious of your job. Uh, but Christian Propes, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you very much for having me, Brian. Thank you. So when let, let's go back and get to know you from the beginning. Um, when did you first start in the pipe and tobacco world? Well, in the pipe and tobacco world means not in the pipe and tobacco business, right? <laughs> yeah. When 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 did it when did pipes and tobaccos first become interesting to you and and when did you start working with them yeah okay yeah it was um yeah, some time at the middle 90s i would say it was uh 1996 or 1997 um I'm, i was I'm, I'm born uh in 1979 by the way just to uh have an idea of my very very old age <laughs> And uh, yeah, there was there was a group uh, there was a group of uh, students with me that uh, uh, was uh, that were interested in literature and uh, to be a little bit different than the others, and they smoked a pipe. And uh, so I was uh, interested in it because I want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, my my father is also a pipe smoker. Uh, several members of my family. Uh, were also pipe smokers, and uh, so when the the family met, uh, there were, were always uh, two or three pipe smokers sitting together or walking in the garden, and I want to become became part of them. 
it was very venom, very manly. It was uh, mysterious. It was uh, interesting and was something that uh, smelled good and uh, the ladies tolerated it. <laughs> so I, I thought it is a good idea to do. And uh, so I believe it was uh, on my 17th birthday that I uh, received a pipe, a uh, 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 blue dark blue varnished some italian made pipe uh, <laughs> as a gift and uh, yeah from age 17 uh, it was uh, it was uh, my first pipe and uh, i instantly fell in love of course uh, aromatic tobaccos and yeah. i made all the mistakes um, because uh, yeah there was internet but i hadn't I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, online yet, and um, my only teacher was my father uh, for pipe smoking, uh, which is uh, not not very easy because uh, when he explains pipe smoking, it it is like you put this in this and now smoke it, <laughs> and, and uh, 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 so I had to learn uh, a lot. And uh, I bought books, of course. There were still books around for pipe smoking. Richard yeah. Carlton Hacker. Um, I loved his books and uh, some uh, other uh, German authors like Otto Polner and so on. And uh, yeah, this is the way uh, how pipe smoking, learning pipe smoking in the 90s worked mainly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is how I got started. And I was uh, really, really enthusiastic about it. And the, and, and, uh, and it stayed yeah. with you. Was it was early on? Was pipe smoking something that you would do once a day, or maybe on the on the weekend or after school? Yeah, it was uh, maybe maybe an evening, <clears throat> yeah. maybe an evening uh, activity, and. Uh, Maybe uh, sometimes, uh, 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 yeah, in between the lessons, mm -hmm. um, uh, there was still uh, the possibility to, from uh, separate areas in the, at the school to smoke. And there were also uh, pipes uh, teachers that smoked. Uh, especially the principal was uh, also a heavy pipe smoker. And, then, and in the 90s, he didn't care about any of the rules for smoking <laughs> and he smoked pipe everywhere in the classroom and so on and uh, i thought it is a good idea to do the same because i was a rebel <laughs> and uh, yeah this is this is how i got in trouble <laughs> at school because i thought well i'm he's not a better person than me so i do the same and i have to i had to learn uh, well when the principal doing it, it's a little bit diff different than when you do doing it. <laughs> so uh, that was my uh, experience with pipe smoking at school. Now, when did you go to work in the in the industry? Uh, let me guess. I finished school in uh, 1999. I had uh, the Abitur, it's, it's called, it's the highest degree um, that you can achieve in school in Germany and uh, then I went to um, the military yeah, to the Luftwaffe to the German Air Force ah. and uh, 
I wanted to make uh, my career uh, working for or to be a Air Force soldier, and that that didn't didn't work out as planned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as many as many things uh, uh, and many ideas that you might have as a twenty-year-old uh, person, and uh, I, I was still there for uh, a couple of years, but uh, I wasn't able to uh, put a whole, uh, make a whole career in the military. So I think uh, I it was uh, two thousand four or something that. Uh, uh, I have uh, uh, finished the part of my studies. I've studied uh, um, history, history and uh, Germanistics, mm -hmm. and uh, I needed a job. I needed a job to uh, uh, earn money. Yeah. So uh, I applied uh, in a, a pipe and tobacco store not far away from me with a good pipe so pipe assortment uh, huge uh, tobacco selection and uh, yeah i'm a pipe smoker uh, is that possible a little job maybe 20 hours a week or something well sounds interesting uh, this is this you can you can begin uh, next week <laughs> uh, and uh, this is how I got uh, uh, my first step uh, uh, in tobacco business, uh, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, it, it didn't took it didn't took uh, a lot of time to move uh, from part time to full time. Uh, to be honest, I haven't finished my studies, and mm. uh, and uh, I've worked uh, full time and. Um, um, you know, we have a very special educational system uh, in Germany, which is uh, very uh, different from that in the U.S. You can, uh, I was able to uh, get an, a special education for selling pipes and tobacco. Wow! That was, yeah, that that was that that was a very professional uh, education, and I did that. And uh, I had a really good diploma and so on. So I had my uh, uh, degree in pipe and tobacco selling. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those were the days. And uh, yeah, uh, after that, uh, yeah, it went a little bit on. Um, I've worked for a tobacco chain. Uh, uh, it's called Wolfsdorf Tobacco. It's still the biggest tobacco chain here in Germany, yeah, and uh, then it moved on to um, several other employers and interesting stations in my uh, career. Uh, at one point, you worked for the Stanwell Pipe Company. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, after my after my uh, uh, work for Wolfsdorf Tobacco, I've worked for Stanwell, as it was still Stanwell. And uh, uh, not part of the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. At, uh, at one point in time, it became part of the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, of course. But uh, as I began, it was uh, uh, the company was uh, called Stanwell uh, Stanwell Pfeifen. It's yeah. uh, Stanwell Pipes, and uh, we were responsible for pipe distribution in Germany. Austria, um, Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. Okay. 
and uh, it was a very very interesting job, especially when you are in uh, when you're in love with pipes. Yeah, because of course you had a lot of a lot to travel, uh, really a uh, really lot to travel. It was uh, not not easy, but um, I was able to visit uh, regularly uh, the Borup uh, uh, pipe factory in Denmark from Stanwell. I was uh, re- very often at Butchocan in Saint Claude in France, um, Dunhill in uh, London. Uh, visited the, the factory many times, and uh, they had a very very uh, special and uh, in my opinion, good way of uh, purchasing products that they want to distribute because uh, they they took the sales rep with with I was a sales rep. Um, uh, they took the sales rep to the to the to the factories and uh, asked them what you want to sell, what do you <laughs> think you can sell, and which quantities and so on. And uh, so we. Uh, we the, the the sales reps and uh, were able to decide uh, what to purchase, and uh, so it worked out uh, pretty good. And it was a fun time. It was really a fun time working for Stanwell. And uh, uh, when you ask me about uh, my favorite pipe-related memory, uh, it is surely uh, going to Borup and picking pipes. That was really really fun. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll have more with Christian. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Christian Propes of uh, Cigar World. And uh, Christian, I, I've, you know, before the break, it was just fascinating to me that the company would take you to the factories and you could select what you were selling. Uh, did you, and you said Dunhill and you went to Butch Shokan. Were you also distributing for them in, in your areas? Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. Dunhill and Butchoka, and uh, sorry, I forgot, but the one and only Paul Winslow as yeah. well, uh, uh, pipe maker, uh, which I very, very much uh, respect and adore, to be honest. And uh, yeah, that was a, a good, good package altogether. We had different p- p- price ranges. We had different yeah. styles. Uh, some fancy ones from Paul Winslow, the, the very classical ones from Dunhill, and uh, the medium uh, price range, which uh, sell the most, uh, like Stanwell. <clears throat> so um, I had a lot to offer for my wow. retailers, and uh, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. 
And when you were picking out pipes, were you also looking and saying, oh, Christian may like this one, so I'll pick that one <laughs> and and then sell it to somebody and then buy it yourself? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very often. <laughs> <laughs> very, very often. Very often. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but uh, on the other way, uh, you, you were, as a sales rep, you were able to... Uh, really influence uh, uh, what the factory is producing. Not yeah. only uh, to pick what you want to sell, but to influence what they are producing. And one of my, one of my, um, um, yeah, I must say, biggest success was to uh, convince them to reintroduce the famous shape uh, 124. It is the Sixth Iverson shape, uh, kind of lover shape with these uh, very slender uh, shank and uh, a little bit of a Danish swing in it, and uh, uh, I was I was very young, and that while the 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 the, the guys from Stan were skeptical about it because it was such an old <laughs> shape, and uh, but it became an instant success, and I was very proud <laughs> that. At that uh, next weeks, I was proud and I was able to show them, well, this guy knows something about pipes. The young kid wants to bring out the old-fashioned style and the, uh, and the managers are looking at you like you're crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was always a misconception, in my opinion, uh, to... Um, to think of young people want some fancy stuff or varnished pipes or red or blue or yellow <laughs> pipes or something or whatever. And uh, uh, it, it took me a while. It took me a while to make them understand that uh, young people smoking pipes somehow are very, very attracted about the old styles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is what we see today uh, in, in the business, in my opinion. Uh, the older and the more vintage and the more um, uh, uh, rare and so on, the mo most interesting it is for the young pipe smokers. Yeah. All right. So after Stanwell, where do you go to work? Uh, after Stanwell, uh, yeah, I have uh, I had uh, several other stations, not not tobacco related. I once worked for a company uh, that uh, um, sold uh, radio accessory for the military, the police, and so on. And I had very different customers yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, travels uh, also a lot. And then uh, it was, uh, um, then it was um, a company which uh, sold and produced lubrication for industrial, uh, 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 industrial service and so on, uh, high quality products with uh, Teflon in it and so on. And uh, then there was uh, one of my former customers, Tabak Benton, Cigar World. Mm. Um, which is my current uh, employer, and uh, uh, Mr. Benton, uh, you must know uh, the, the tobacco. Uh, the uh, tobacco Benton is led by 
Mr. Benden and uh, Mrs. Benden. Wow. They are not married. They are brother and sister. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to mention and some 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 uh, sales reps and uh, uh, some uh, people from the business had made this mistake. It was uh, some funny situation with it, <laughs> and um, uh, they they asked me if they if I might be interested uh, to uh, develop uh, the pipe and tobacco branch at Cigar World. It's obvious the the the, the name of the uh, the business is Cigar World. Yeah, and uh, so you might not think from the first point uh, uh, that is a good place to buy uh, tobaccos and pipes. So uh, it was a lot of work, and uh, uh, we've come now. But but we've come now to the point to say well. We've achieved. Uh, we have achieved really, really a lot, and uh, we are maybe not the one, but one of the market leaders in uh, Central and Western Europe. And uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm very, very happy uh, to uh, do this work, and uh, um, uh, I'm very also a little bit proud of the results, to be honest. I'm looking through the website as we're talking, and you have a uh, the assortment of pipes alone is staggering for what I know of as a European. Yeah, most European tobacco shops will have three or four brands. You seem to have almost every brand available. Yeah, 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 that's true. And um, our specialty or what 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 it makes us different from other shops is, yeah, we of course do have uh, uh, all the big brands like, for example, Fauen. Yeah, uh, Fauen is a, a German uh, a German tobacco, uh, sorry, uh, pipe manufacturer and uh, very famous is the market leader uh, in Germany, and uh, we have all the pipes and we have them all in stock. Um, some dealers might not have them in, in stock. They just have the product on the side and order them when they have sold the pipe. We have them all in stock. But uh, the, the, the biggest difference is we have uh, some products that you can only find here, that you can only find on, on cigarworld.de. Um, maybe in Europe, for example, uh, some American brands. Uh, that is that are only uh, available uh, in Europe, or uh, we have um, uh, some Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian uh, pipe makers uh, yeah. that you can only find here. And uh, we are in the tobacco in the tobacco branch. We are, uh, for example, importer of uh, Vincent Manil. Uh, you know this crazy. French Belgian guy, yeah, that uh, uh, making uh, tobacco in the Ardennes, yeah, and uh, uh, we are importer of that uh, stuff. So we we always uh, look, of course, look for something interesting that uh, makes us different, and uh, we have good success with it. How do you how do you find this the the, the unique products? 
do you, are, are you spending all day searching on the internet and looking for different items or do you go to trade fairs? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, both, I must say. Uh, I'm, I am part of the tobacco business and part of the pipe scene. Um, let me guess, as from the, from the early 2000s. Uh, I was I was uh, <laughs> I was online with pipe uh, chatting. It was maybe two thousand three or something or two thousand two, wow. as there were still news groups. Um, ah, I'm, I'm, uh, there was also a fam very famous uh, uh, American news group about pipes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure about the name, but uh, I'm very well connected. So. Uh, the 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 products may find me. Right. I don't have to really look out for them, but somehow they find me. So uh, of course I'm uh, looking always uh, actively for new and interesting products, but uh, mainly mainly that are uh, it is uh, the, the different way that the products find me, and uh, well, that's uh, very very convenient, I must say. Yeah. And then with with you being a German-based company, filter pipes yeah. are still a very part a, a very big part of your sales, but because you also yeah. sell globally, you have to think for the rest of the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so we have uh, uh, as you as you said before, uh, we have a big selection of 9mm feed filter pipes mm -hmm. which makes us in one day different from the other international retailers because they have so few. So we selling also international and shipping also internationally have many nine millimeter pipes, maybe for the, for the, for the pipe smokers in America that uh, like to smoke with nine millimeter filter. Hey, here we are. Um, but uh, also for the, for the, for the German pipe smokers, we have a, uh, a uh, huge selection, and I must say, or uh, I would say that the biggest selection of filterless pipes in Germany. Yeah, you can you can select them uh, in our filter um, uh, by fil by nine millimeter filter, six millimeter, or without filter. And when you do so, uh, you will uh, see that we have a, a huge collection of filterless pipes. And I myself, I, I do also smoke without filter. So. Uh, when you when you when you guess uh, this is a filter guy <laughs> because he's German, I'm not. No, and, and most of the filtered, most of the German filter pipe smokers tend to smoke the aromatics, and if you don't smoke an aromatic, yeah. you really don't need the filter. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. With your pipe tobacco selection, is there any restrictions with being able to ship to, oh, say, like a country like the United States? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, we are working currently working on that. But uh, um, to be honest, uh, we are a little bit afraid of the FDA. Yeah. And uh, I know. I know um, when you have a, a, a special amount or a, a amount of business with the USA tobacco. Uh, tobacco business with the USA, you must pay some extra taxes or something like that. We are unaware of it. We are yeah. a little bit unaware of it, and so so when 
some pipe smokers now uh, listen closely and uh, may come to the idea to look for tobacco on our side. Yeah, you can look, but you cannot buy, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we are working on it. I'm, but I'm not sure where it leads to. And uh, when you want to take a look at our side, please look at the pipes, <laughs> yeah. okay. because we can, we can, uh, of course, uh, uh, send you some pipes, and uh, uh, we're very glad to if you buy pipes. But uh, tobacco is very, very um, difficult, but not by EU law. It's difficult for us because of uh, FDA regulation. Right. Yeah, but you have in the huge selection of pipes. There's there are some pipes on here that I've never seen in the U.S. So it's a chance for us to uh, perhaps buy a pipe that isn't one we we know of or have or have seen here in the U.S. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, there are, there are, there are some some pipes that are really unique uh for example just just an example we were able to buy the whole stock the whole remaining stock of stock of a, a former peterson pipe distributor Ooh. and there were very some some uh, old stuff and some uh, long discontinued uh, uh, series which i believe could be interesting uh, for some uh, uh, collectors and uh, such stuff, that is that is uh, that is a big advantage when you are quite known and when you when 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 the companies know uh, that could be interesting for them. They might come to you and ask you, "Do you want to buy the whole stock?" <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, that is interesting for our, for our company. That is interesting for cu for our customers because uh, uh, by now people know that they find uh, some things uh, that they couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah. Um, do you see more young people coming into pipe smoking? Yeah, of course, of course, many. I must say, we 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 see it very very clearly in the uh, tobacco selection people. Um, make um, I must say maybe 10 or 15 years ago there was the, the, the mo most of the sales were um, aromatic tobaccos like the best sellers like Danske Club Black Luxury which is similar to uh, Black uh, Captain Black yeah. or uh, Rum and Maple I know it's discontinued in the uh, US but it's very popular here or, or some McBaron uh, they were the, the, the market leaders and the, the, uh, the volumes were huge, really huge. But now we see a clear movement, a clear movement to more special to pipe tobaccos. And that is, that is why, that is because um, uh, the customers are very different. Uh, they are younger. And uh, they expect more special things, more high-value things, some interesting stuff like flakes, plugs, yeah. curly cuts, and so on. And uh, so uh, we see a clear shift to uh, this kind of products. And uh, um, I believe uh, I believe that that some tobacco companies uh, should watch very closely. 
should watch very closely uh, when they race. Want to stay in business this this big? Uh, they uh, should watch uh, this movement also very closely. I would hope they would listen to you. Uh, when we come to Dusseldorf, you have a very big lounge as well and a store. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, some some uh, say it's the biggest lounge in Europe. Yeah. It's hard to test it. I don't know. <laughs> but some say it's the biggest biggest lounge in Europe. We can make uh, uh, huge uh, yeah, cigar parties or something like that, uh, and uh, have uh, well, enough space for it. Yeah, and uh, when uh, people are flying uh, through Düsseldorf or via Düsseldorf airport, uh, they often come to us and uh, enjoy a cigar or a pipe or browse through the pipes and uh, yeah enjoy uh, being in a true tobacco store yeah and being inside out of the cold german winter um yeah it yeah. could be very cold <laughs> christian we will finish this up with the fast five final questions there's no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready yes of course what is your favorite pipe I have several, but to be honest, I'm uh, the most boring, the most boring pipe type you can imagine. I love billiard pipes, sandblasted pipes, and nothing special on it. Maybe a silver band. So I must say, maybe my uh, Dunhill Ruby Bark Bing and an old BC Super Mate, both similar and uh, billiard shape. I'm very, very boring. We don't call that boring. We call that classic. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> because otherwise I'm boring, um, which I am. But uh, what, is, <laughs> what is your favorite tobacco? Also very simple. Um, there are three blends that I always come back to, which is number one, San Bruno Ready Rubbed. Mm -hmm. it's the absolutely most English tobacco that I can imagine and uh, I'm Anglophile so uh, San Bruno Ready Rubs then the Amphora Virginia uh, still underrated yeah. to my surprise still completely underrated uh, and a wonderful blend. Maybe, in my opinion, the best, one of the best Virginias you can buy, and uh, that's such a great value. Uh, really, really love this tobacco and smoke it often. And, of course, early morning pile. Uh, it's a unique tobacco and uh, uncomparable to other Latakia blends. There's very some, some very special toasted Virginias in it, which make it very, very special, and, and I enjoy uh, uh, early morning pipe very, very much. And my next question, and keep in mind you live in Germany, uh, yeah. what is your favorite drink? <laughs> I have to, I have to be, I have to be extra careful. Yes, of course, German beer. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoy a beer, especially in the summer, and uh, especially when I'm thirsty. But uh, uh, through the day, I drink uh, black tea, ah. a tea, uh, a cup of tea. And uh, 
I do also enjoy uh, red wine, uh, maybe French, and uh, maybe old. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that is uh, yeah what I prefer. Not so much spirits. I once uh, loved single malt whiskey and uh, the peated ones and so on. But uh, uh, the older I get, the more I move to softer drinks. More relaxing drinks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Uh, a book. A book, to be honest. Uh, I have an e-reader. Mm -hmm. I have an e-reader uh, where I can read uh, books very easily. I just download them. I know it's not the feel. But uh, when we are at holidays and maybe on a cruise or something, cruise ship, it's the most ex most uh, relaxing yeah. thing for me to do, to sit somewhere, maybe on the balcony, smoking a pipe and read a book. That's uh, the best thing ever. And then finally, your favorite pipe smoking related memory. Yeah, okay. I've... I've uh, talked about it before. Uh, yeah, when I go back in my pipe-related memory, I must say uh, I, I, I wasn't aware in this situation about the about the uh, importance and the the the, speciali the, the, the speciality of uh, this moment to picking pipes and uh, in Borup in uh, Denmark in yeah. the pipe factory. That was uh, uh, several times very, very special for me, and uh, it might might have something also to do with the with the little schnapps that you always had to drink uh, when you <laughs> when when pipe people met. And, uh, but uh, it, that is the the sweetest memory that I have uh, uh, with uh, pipe uh, smoking. Yeah, uh. I must say. If we could only go back to that factory and uh, and save them from shutting it down, but yeah, 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 sad. That's day. so sad. That's so sad. I remember it very, very well, uh, as it was uh, uh, should be closed, and uh, well, uh, then the decline began, unfortunately. But that's a different story. The website is cigarworld.de. It's just yeah, correct. Easy and simple. Christian, it's very nice to meet and talk to a pipe lover that is in the business doing pipes and tobaccos. And thank you very much for coming on and doing this. It was a pleasure, Brian. It was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, also that the listeners had a good time listening okay. to us. And, uh, and someday we'll have a pipe in Dusseldorf. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Or in Dortmund uh, at the Intertabak Fair. Oh, those were good times. Oh. <laughs> on, on that note, we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line 
to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, check out Cigar World. And uh, also, there's a there's a mess a hidden message in there where your customers sometimes may become your future employers. So, be good to everybody. That's the uh, that's the message right there. You screw a customer, they're not going to hire you. All right, for music. Um, so we go to my friend Adam from the uh, Get Piped podcast and Get Piped YouTube channel. And when Adam sends you an email, he just doesn't <clears throat> he just doesn't send you a short note. I don't know if he's able to send a short note. But anyway, <clears throat> in the middle of all this email is, a, it, here it is. It says, so after binging some Pipes Magazine radio shows to make my flights and layovers tolerable before I get to this ultimate punk rock show. He was going to one in uh, Columbus, Ohio, which I don't understand punk rock. But uh, he said, I couldn't help but think it's fitting to send a music recommendation. Uh, the song is Barroom Heroes by the Dropkick Murphys. While Dropkick will not be at this particular festival, they are one of the legendary Boston punk bands, and hearing them shred always makes me feel like I'm home. Go Sox. Red Sox. Yeah, the red kind. So anyway, uh, he says the song talks about barroom heroes, tough guys who were courageous, bold, caring, and maybe even a little arrogantly stupid. Uh, and then there's some uh, there's some punk callouts in there and stuff like that. So the song we get is uh, Dropkick Murphys doing Barroom Hero. Okay, this is Barroom Hero. <laughs> Face down in the gutter water. Indeed. This one's 
was never my scene um every time i hear it i do think god that drummer must break sticks and heads and the guitar player must beat you know just wear down a guitar pick every song um anyway uh thanks to adam for sending that in captain incoming message and remember if you have a comment or question you can email it directly to me brian at pipesmagazine.com b-r-i-a-n at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the pipes magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com just like uh, dino does every week and dino said going back to last week's show with less uh dino says you presented a very good explanation of and tips about the draft hole uh, he goes on to say, I too know less from the Chicago shows. We've had wonderful talks about pipes and jazz. He was an affable guest with a familiar to me pipe smoking journey. Ah, smoking in class, those were the days. The discussion of techniques and methods in slow smoking contests was quite fascinating and fun. Uh, Jennings' choice of two kinds of blues was a very tasty tune. I'm a fan of uh, the Jimmy Jeffrey trio with Jim Hall and Ralph Pena. I would have chosen a tune by uh, tenor, by tenor saxman Lester Young in honor of your guest. <laughs> uh, I salute your rant about the misuse of our flag. Thanks for an always entertaining show, Dino. You're welcome, Dino. And every week, Casey Ghost posts, and this week he says, a really good show. The draft hole discussion in the pipe part segment covers a very important segment of the pipe. I can't stand a pipe that has a poorly designed bit. Uh, you you put one in your mouth, and if it doesn't fit right, there's no reason to go further. Uh, he says, I have met Les at the Chicago show two or three times. He was always welcoming, and our conversations have always been enjoyable. I enjoyed listening to him describing smoking in class, and it reminded me of my days in college. Yeah, the good old days when times were bad. <laughs> Uh, your rant was reasonable, but I don't get as wrapped up in this as you do. I think that when displaying the flag formally, that one must do it properly. Put in day-to-day -day life, it doesn't bother me when people like to use the colors of it as part of their costume design. Think of Garth Brooks wearing the flag as his shirt. Sure, there are some lowlifes that burn the flag as a sign of disrespect and deserve whatever penalty they deserve, but the Supreme Court, as usual, says that's just a... Yeah, that's just free speech. Uh, this is just another way the court aggravates us. The music selection was dreadful. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Can't wait to hear what you say about this week's music. 
Uh, and then finally, Andre writes a great interview of Les Trout. We at the UPCA are looking forward to seeing how he does at the World Cup of Pipe Smoking in Bucharest. Just a heads up to Brian, my birthday is October 26th, same as Pipe Studs. I look forward to my birthday greetings. Well, okay, happy birthday. There, that way I don't forget. Uh, on a different note, while I agree with your views on the flag about the U.S. flag code, although this is a U.S. federal law, the code is not mandatory. It uses non-binding language that should and custom throughout and does not protect. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it says it was not intended to prescribe conduct and was written to codify various existing rules and customs. Just my nitpick on the matter. I know it was just my nitpick on the rant too. And there you go. So rant away. Um, and uh, don't forget, if you are a uh, pipe restoration person, go to the uh, go to the Pipes Magazine forums, and there you can put your name on the sticky post and uh, maybe get some business. Uh, again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, and in just a moment, rant time. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years, and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Absolutely dare anyone to prove what I'm about to say wrong. Are you ready? Grapes are the perfect fruit. Yeah, go ahead, argue it. Grapes are the perfect fruit. Why are they the perfect fruit? Well, for one, they come in seedless and regular seeded varieties. Two, they come in multiple different colors and sizes. So you got, you know, uh, red grapes, green grapes, white grapes, black grapes. You got all kinds of different colors of grapes. You can get them seedless or with seeds. So you don't, you know, the seedless, you don't have to spit out the little seeds. Uh, you don't have to peel them, although you can if you're fancy, but you don't have to peel them like you do an orange or a banana. You don't have to worry about the core of it and eating around it like an apple. You don't have to worry about them stinging you in the eye when you peel an orange and it zaps you in the eye. Uh, and with the grapes, not only can you also eat them as grapes, well, if they go 
bad, you can leave them hanging as raisins, and then raisins are a good, sweet, dry fruit that lasts forever in your shelf. So, and the raisins are high in fiber. Or, so you got all that. Now, you can also do things with grapes that you can't do with any other fruits regularly. Uh, for one, you can make wine. All right. And we all agree wine's good. You know, red wine, white wine, all different kinds of wines. And so you got grapes for that. Now, you've also got grapes that you can turn into different kinds of vinegars. So you got that. So now you got grapes that you can eat, you can drink, you can make grape juice out of them which is a good little snack juice without alcohol. Uh, you can make the sparkling, you can make sparkling cider out of grapes if you want. All right. And then when you're done eating the grapes, all you've got is the little hanging thing that, you know, the stems to them, which by the way, if you pick up a whole stem, that's like a convenient six pack holder for a whole bunch of grapes. So that's why I say grapes are the perfect fruit. I dare you to argue with me and uh, go have a bunch of them right now. All right. Uh, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Show suggestions, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Hopefully now that we're, uh, you know, it's a, it's been a hot summer here, but uh, hopefully you're getting a chance to smoke your pipe outside in public. Do make sure and check out those JDRF auction items. Uh, Las Vegas International Pipe Show. Go to vegaspipeshow.com. If you got questions, email us. We're happy to help you. Uh, thank you to Jeremy as always for joining me. Thank you to Christian for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Every time I go fishing, the only thing I catch is a hangover or a sunburn.